Bokertov. We are in Sefer Yoshua, the 10th chapter, Pasuk Tetvav, 15th Pasuk. And we are finishing the battle with the kings of the south that came to fight against Giv'on. Who were they led by, by the way? Mm. Who was the leading king? Adoni. Adoni Tzedek of Yerushalayim, exactly. Okay. Pasuk Tetvav. And this is now, we're, we're taking off immediately after the sun stopped, which allowed Yoshua to rout the enemy uh, all day, and even longer than all day. So it allowed him to utterly destroy the enemy. So we're taking off from that point. Pasuk Yoshua and all of the Jews with him, all of Israel with him, they return to the camp to Gilgal. And then the five kings that had came, come out to war in the first place, they ran away and they hid in a cave in a city called Makeda. Okay, it's going to be important to remember where we are. Um, so they're hiding in a city called Make- in a cave in Makeda. And it was told to Yoshua saying, They have been found five kings who are hiding in a cave in Makeda. So Yeshua said, what did Yeshua say to do? Put big stones on the mouth of, on the opening of the cave. And then put people there to guard those stones. So what are you essentially doing? You're, you're locking the kings inside the Taking cave. The yeah. So you're, you're locking them in the cave. And why did he do this? Because he didn't, he wanted to go and... These kings, they left in the middle of battle. So they kind of scampered away in the middle of battle. Yoshua wanted to hold them hostage, kill the rest of the people, defeat them in battle, and then come back and take care of the kings. Okay? Go, sorry, Golu is the same word that we use for Gililat, like in Kever, like a... Yeah, degree. yeah. Because it's, it's you turning a stone onto something. Like Gal. No, same short? It could be. Wave. Um, so here there is there's a dagesh in alamid, so it seems like it's it's galal, which which whenever you have like a double letter, it typically means like a repetitive activity. So turning something like turning a stone would be galal. I think they that's have to what roll it is. The stone to the yeah, they they will roll the stone onto the entrance of the cave. Okay, um, is that related to the word gal? Maybe, I don't know though. Okay, gal would mean a mound, by the way. Gal, Gal is like a mound of typically of stones. Mm-hmm. All right. Now you, now that we've put these kings and got them stuck in their cave, now you, to the Jewish people, to Israel, do not stand. Run after your enemies and... Zinavtem uh, is an interesting word. It means to strike them or something. Um, attack their... Uh, they, they translated it... They didn't translate it exactly. Strikers are the ones that are just like the, the remaining people who are. Yeah, like the people that are remaining. Le- the people that are the remaining people that you, we've yet to destroy. To, to Um. So. I, yeah, it, it's. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the translation, to be honest. Because so they're translating it based on Mitzudat Sion. I'm seeing. That they're saying the zinavtem comes from the word zanav, which means the back, which means the weaker part, which means the, the weaker people left, the weakest people that are left in battle that are just running around trying to get away. AKA stragglers. AKA the stragglers. 
But the problem with that translation is that v'zinavtem otam, it's, it's, the pasuk is using that word, which we are now saying is a noun, yani stragglers, it's using it as a verb. Mm-hmm. And go straggle them. It doesn't mean straggle, it means go hunt the stragglers. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard, uh, hard translation. Okay? But, but that, that happens in, in, in Hebrew often, where a word, let's say you want to attack the stragglers, so they'll use the word for straggler in the verb form of attacking stragglers. Okay, so it's possible. Do not let them go back into their cities. Because God has given them to your hand. So why does He not want the people to make it back into their cities? Why does Yoshua want to rout them while they're still out on the battlefield? To wipe them out. Yeah, because the second they get back into the cities, it's uh, very difficult to, yeah, to, y- to break to, through their fortification. Right. So one of the benefits of the fact that these kings even came out to attack Yoshua was that it allowed Yoshua to attack them without having to approach them in their cities where they were fortified. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to attack a fortified city. It takes yeah. a lot longer than if you just meet yeah. them outside in the field of battle. And it's easier to lose men that way. Easier to lose men. It takes a lot longer. <laughs> 20th And it was when Yoshua finished striking them a great blow until their destruction. There were people that were left over and they went into their fortified cities. So I mean there were a little bit of a few people that made it back and went to their fortified cities. But the Jewish people did not chase them into their cities. The Jewish people stopped attacking. The people returned to the camp to Yoshua. Makeda b'shalom. Back to the place Makeda in peace. And Makeda, as you remember, is the place where those caves were. Yeah. So that's where the kings are still hanging out. Okay? Nobody wet their tongue against the Jewish people. That's a phrase that was used in Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Yeah. And to all of the Jewish people, a dog will not wet its tongue. It means... Nobody did any damage to the Jewish people. We didn't lose any people in war. There, there was nobody in trying to intimidate the Jewish people. Overall, extremely successful. Yeshua says, open up the opening to the cave. And take out these five kings from the cave. And they did it. And they brought out those five kings from that cave that they locked them in. The king of Yerushalayim, the king of Hebron, the king of Yarmut, and the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And it was when they brought these kings out of the cave, El Yoshua, to Yoshua. By cry Yoshua, I'll call Ish Israel. Yoshua called to all the people of Israel. And then he called to the leaders of the people in war who had gone with him. Put your feet on the necks of these kings. And they approached and they put their feet on their necks. So Yoshua calls the people and then he calls the leaders, the, the battle, uh, the, the generals, let's say, who led, out, who led the people in war, who came out to war against these five kings. Wow. And he tells them, bring out the kings that are in the caves, and we, I want the leaders in front of the people to put their feet or their legs to, to step on the necks of these five kings. So what, what is he trying to do there? Trying to show that they've, they've won the battle. Yeah. 
to show to, to feel power. Exactly, exactly. What he's trying to do right now is instill confidence in Am Yisrael. Right. He wants to instill confidence in the Jewish people who were not sure that they could take on. Right now, they're battling five kings at the same time. Right. So. They, did, did, did the Jews even know they had the ability to So far the only other battle we've seen Which the Jews fought naturally was I Small city They thought they needed 3,000 people Not a difficult, difficult battle If it were not for Akhan Sin They would have been able to do it very easily right. Right? So this is the first major battle the Jewish people are fighting And upon the success at the end of the battle Boreolam or Yoshua wants to show Bnei Israel Don't think you're any lower than these people We can defeat them and that's going to be very important because the next battle we're going to have, basically, we're going to defeat all the southern kings, and then we're going to then defeat the northern kings. And the northern king battle is going to is going to be even bigger than the southern king battle. Okay, so and that's going to be the last battle, by the way. So if you want to see the progression of Sefer Yoshua, that in terms of battles, it's Yericho, I, I one, I two, southern kingdoms, northern kings, and then. Pretty much that destroys all the main armies And the Jewish people at that point Begin to settle the land Which is what we're going to see in the latter half of the book mm-hmm. Okay So by doing this By telling the leaders of Am Yisrael to, put their, to step on the necks of these kings He's showing them confidence He's giving them confidence He also tells them like, Don't fear Because just like what we're doing right now It's going to be to all your enemies Like Right, by Yomer Alem Yoshua, and then he says to Yoshua, Al tiru ve'al techatu, do not fear and do not become afraid. Chizku ve'imtsu, be strong and courageous. Ki chacha yaseh Adonai l'chol o'yvechem, asher atem nilchamim otam. Because this is how, what God will do to all of your enemies that you are doing battle against. So he's also using the same language, chizku ve'imtsu, that was given to him. So he's telling the leaders of Am Yisrael, maybe also because Yoshua knows that the smaller battles that are going to take place are going to happen after Yoshua's life. So he's kind of passing the baton over to the local tribes to defeat the smaller kingdoms that are within their respective territories. Okay? Yoshua then struck them and he killed them, the kings, Yani. He hanged them on five trees. And they were hanging on those trees until the evening. But like we did with the king of Ai. When the sun came down, Yoshua commanded and he took them down from the trees. And he put their bodies in the caves that they had hid, hid there originally. And he put big stones on the entrance of the, uh, the cave until this very day. So, till this very day, at least to the time of the writing of Sefer Yoshua, which came probably after these battles by some years. Um, there were those stones that were covering the caves, to, which were the caves were the burial spots of these five kings. Okay, mm-hmm. so, uh, so I, I just like the I like to point out the fact that that Yoshua keeps doing this. He did that with the king of Ai, where he hangs him, but he takes him down at nightfall. Yeah. And these five kings, he hangs them. He takes them. It's we, not. We discussed it. Yeah, yeah. It's a mitzvah in the Torah, typically to whenever a person is killed by the Jewish court. They're not allowed to hang on a tree for overnight, right? Mm-hmm. right. And that, if doing that will, will make the land impure. Mm-hmm. So Yoshua is applying that halakha even to the non-Jewish kings. I think he's trying to set, set the to tone. Have respect for, towards... Uh, yeah, we're not, we're not barbarians. We're not... Uh, I think he's doing it for, for Am Yisrael to see that they're hanging, but not to leave it up. So 
that others can see him as well. It's just that for Am Yisrael to give them confidence, then take them down so that uh, other people don't say like, oh, these, these barbarians that they're going and hanging these people. So, I, I, think, so I think he sees the necessity in hanging them because yeah. that gives B'nai Yisrael confidence. Mm-hmm. But then he also doesn't want B'nai Yisrael to get too, like, it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's a very um, lowly, thing, lowly thing to hang dead people on yeah. trees and just leave them hanging there. Yeah. You they know? even die by hanging. It's it's after, after. yeah, exactly. They kill them, they, they first, kill them then and then they hang them. Yeah, it's all it's all a show yeah. to give the people confidence, but don't get carried away with that. Right. You don't. The, the glory of death is not something the Jewish people really are excited about. Mm-hmm. Okay, now w- once Yehoshua defeats these five kings and he defeats their armies, there are going to be a number of cities that he's going to conquer also, and those we could quickly run through today and tomorrow. Um, there are a number of cities that he's going to conquer. These are all small battles. That the Tanakh doesn't go so deeply into, and he, from and um, and then upon completing these battles, these smaller battles in, of the southern cities, we're going again. Next time we're going to see one last battle with the northern cities before the this territory of Israel starts to become divided, mm-hmm. before they start to divide the territory for the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the first city he attacks after that battle, he took. Makeda on that day And he struck it by the edge of a sword And its king he destroyed He killed He killed Its king And all of the people that lived there Didn't leave anybody alive And he did to the king of Makeda What he did to the king of Yericho What did he do to the king of Yericho So in the king of Yericho He did not hang him Right You want to look back Just before we uh, Before we close for the day um, it's going to be, let's see, Perak Vav, at the end of Perak Vav. Here, let's see. Jericho is destroyed, they've been the city. Yeah, Iris Arafu Ba'esh. Kerem Khojwa Natnu Otsar Ba'esh. Vet Rachav Asonav, Vet Aviyat Kol Shalach Yahushua. Is Rachav the... Let's say... No, by the Kedu Atair, 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 it doesn't even say what he did to the king. Let's see. Let's see if the commentary says anything about it. Kasher asal melech yiricho. Le odia so Radak explains it very simply. It's, it all, all it's trying to point out is that from Makeda, he didn't hang the king the same way he hanged the king of Ai and the, kings of, the five kings of the south. All he did is he killed him in the course of battle. Apparently the same way Yericho's king was killed, which I don't see in the text. Maybe, maybe it's there. Maybe you just couldn't find it. Okay, so tomorrow, Bezer Hashem, we're going to do the last few battles, the smaller battle, the skirmishes that happen in the south, and then we'll start the battle of the north. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Why in the south?